Hello, and welcome to the Superhero by Design podcast, a show where we interview real-life superheroes. My name is Ace, and I'll be your host. On today's episode, we've got a man who is in full control of his life. He went from leaving his high-paid W-2 job to taking a leap of faith into the world of entrepreneurship and living life on his terms. Now, he travels the world pursuing his mission to lead people into making similar shifts. For anyone who wants more out of their lives, this episode is a must listen. Let's give a superhero by design welcome to Brian Lubin. Brian. What's up? Welcome What's going to the on? show. Man, good to be here, man. As soon as, soon as you said that, as soon as you did that intro, the, the word control popped out. And that's actually been one of my words for 2023 that I've been working on. Um, it's a it's a catch 22. If we can go down this rabbit hole, we can table this uh, topic and push it to later in the episode. But the paradox of control versus freedom, you can't have yeah. both. Can't have both. And as entrepreneurs, and as for somebody listening to this, that's a brand new, maybe you're working that corporate job, you're working that job, and you're trying to transition into entrepreneurship, you're trying to transition into freedom. Uh, you're really good at control. You're going to control the situation, but you can't have freedom with control. <laughs> so it's like to have true freedom, you need to have true surrender. And so that's what I've been working on, man. It's been it's been a wild ride. We can get into the last couple of weeks, but man, have I been grappling with the uh, the word control. Yep. Oh my goodness. No, I absolutely love it. And this is one of the reasons I'm so excited to have you on the show because you just add value, add value, add value. Shoot, I haven't even been able to market you or promote you yet in the show and you're already talking about freedom versus control and just freaking giving people just insane amounts of good information. So for everybody listening, Brian is an entrepreneur, a business and real estate investor, author, podcaster, and world traveler. For more information, check out his website, theactionacademy.co. He also has a podcast that I had mentioned called The Action Academy Podcast where he interviews the top earning entrepreneurs all over the world who do what they want, when they want, with whomever they want. And like I said earlier, Instagram at Brian Lubin. All right. Before we get into the nuggets and the nuggets and the nuggets that you're going to be delivering, I want to go back a little bit and kind of just get a little bit of a history, sort of like an origin story of who you are, where you came from, and what got you to the point you are today. Sure. So I had a very, very traditional uh, kind of exodus from college, you know, graduated college, did the whole business degree thing where we have no idea what we're doing. Um, so hopped into corporate America. I was in a sales position and I put my 10,000 hours in, you know, I put the reps in. I did the sales trainings. Uh, I was listening to the pod sales podcast in the car. I was doing everything that I could to be the top rep at the company. That was my entire identity. And I thought for sure, I'd be 65 years old, rocking my suit and my tie, and I'd be driving my BMW, and I'd have the Rolex on the wrist, and I'd be a wheeling, dealing sales machine. I'd probably be an executive by that point. And man, if you would have asked me four years ago, that would have been my dream. Um, until I realized that uh, when you make it to the top of the mountain, sometimes you look over at the mountain range and you realize you don't like the view. So I did mm. everything that I uh, ever wanted. And I achieved everything that I'd ever set out to achieve. And I got what I wanted and I made it to the mountaintop and I was number eight rep at a 5,079. I made it to the top of the company. One sales rep of the year, rookie of the year. They said, Brian, Brian, great job. We're going to promote you to manager, to VP, to CEO. One day you're the wonder kid. And I took a step back and I looked at my boss's boss. I looked at my VP and I was like, Whoa, hold on a second. Let's pump the brakes here. You don't make that much more money than me, but you're on a heck of a lot more PowerPoint slides and a heck of a lot more conference calls all day. And your life and your quality of life is not something that I aspire to have or to be. That was a breaking point for me. I was like, I'm climbing the wrong mountain. I got to get out of here. What am I doing? And so I planned my escape, started buying real estate, very unsexy, just bought a house per year. Um, it wasn't any crazy sub two strategy. It wasn't any crazy multifamily syndication. I just bought a house a year and I did it the slow way and I fit, uh, replaced my fixed expenses. So I did the house hack strategy, which is where you live in one part of a house, you rent the other rooms out, live for free, 
cut all my debt. I was living on no, uh, basically nothing while I was making $250,000 a year as a corporate uh, sales rep. Um, and then in March, 2022, I was able to leave that job and start my podcast and then go travel full-time around the world, which I did for eight months out of 2022. And now here we are today, I'm recording this in Montenegro. So I did it again, ran it back. That's incredible. And yeah, I'm, I couldn't believe when you texted me before the show that you were like, hold on, I'm uh, entering Montenegro real quick. Uh, we'll get on a little bit later. I'm just like, <laughs> man, where in the world is this guy today? And if anybody's following you on Instagram, like you obviously love to travel, but lots of people love to travel. Mm -hmm. Lots of people want to experience the world and really get after it. What is the difference between somebody who just dreams about it, wants to do it, but never actually goes and do it between someone like that and someone like yourself? So it's, it's an art and a science. So you and I were just talking before about Tony Robbins and he says it's the, the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. And the same applies when it comes to your goal, with your goals, with your life, with your business, with your vision. And this is the entire concept that I'm writing a book on myself right now. And the first draft is complete. But essentially, most people have no idea what the hell they want. Right. Um, yep. Whatsoever. So we kind of grasp at straws of what we think we should do and what we think would be fun. So for instance, the traditional, you know, straw grasping is somebody to say, I'm going to work my tail off and I'm going to work really, really hard. Um, bust my ass for 40 years for this corporation, stay loyal, put my head down, eat dirt. And then when I'm 65 years old, 70 years old, I'm going to be able to go retire. I'm going to go to Italy. I'm going to go see the Sistine Chapel. I'm going to sit my ties on the beach. And the reality is, are you? Because they just did a study and the reality is retirement, you're 70 years old. You don't have that much energy anymore. You're not a spring chicken. So you're spending about 50 to 60% of your day watching television. <laughs> so uh, the way that I viewed it was the, the question that you asked is what's the differentiator between people that have like a vision or idea of what they want versus the ones that actually go and get it. And Correct. first off, it's an end destination. So instead of that person, A, that's just driving down this endless highway in their car and they're just mashing the gas, driving, driving, driving for no reason, just for the sake of driving versus person B, they have an end destination and they have that Google Maps uh, formula set to where they're like, okay, cool. I'm going to turn right here, turn left here. I'm going to go 60 miles an hour. And then in two hours and 27 minutes, I'm going to be right at my destination. That's the person that gets it. So there's this there's this quote that I'm going to absolutely butcher, but it's essentially it's like a, a vision without an action plan. It's just a daydream, you know, mm -hmm. and it, it just and then, um, then it's like an action plan without a vision is a nightmare because then that's just blind action. So it's the opposite. The inverse is also true, whereas people are just like, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm working so hard. Oh, my God, I'm working my ass off, but nothing's happening because you're not working towards anything. Right. So both sides of the equation, both terrible places to be, you need to meet back in the middle. So the marriage to land the plan of all of this is to create a very vivid vision for what you want your life to look like. Three years in the future, that's the preferred method that I use in the time frame that I use. And you set that GPS, you set that Google Maps address right there, that three-year vision. And then you create a tactical action plan to accomplish that vision. And then that's what you execute. And that's what you base your winning and your losing off of is the execution of that tactical plan to accomplish this vision. So it's the art and the science. So you get a little woo woo and you get artistic with the creation of the vision, but then you get into the execution and it's ruthless lethal strategy. So that's yeah. what I did a bit differently. Yeah. And I, I think that is such a great way to go about it. That's really Going back to good old T-Rob, Tony Robbins, like he always asks, like, what do you want? And then some people will say what they want, but he's like, no, what do you really want? And mm -hmm. the first time that I was asked what I want going to a Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within event, I was like, man, I really don't know what I want because so many people align their lives with the wants and needs of other people. Or what they think society wants out of them or mm -hmm. their family or their culture, as opposed to saying, what do I truly want? Who am I? How do I want to live my life? What do I want to do? And it it was 
yeah, unfortunate until I found Tony Robbins when I was like 32, 33 years old. I couldn't even answer that question. But for people that have a hard time knowing what they want, just understand it's like any other muscle. We're all born with muscles, but if we don't go to the gym and work them out, we're not going to build them up. Mm -hmm. So something as simple as like what you said, knowing what you want, it's not a judgment if you don't know what you want in life. You just haven't been thinking like that or exercising that muscle. And I really appreciate you saying that. What, another thing too about the the three years is like Tony talks about we overestimate what we can do in one year, but we underestimate what we can do in 10 years. But 10 years seems a little intimidating. That seems a, like way, way, way far out. So I love what you're talking about, about three years um, having having a vivid vision of what you want your life to be in three years, because three years does seem a little bit far away, but it's not crazy like 10, 15, 20s. That, that just seems a little too out there. And I'm assuming that's what yeah. you what you do with with your life and your businesses is project three years out. Well, we become different versions of ourselves, right? And like for me, I'm 28 right now. Looking back to 18 year old me, I didn't have the capacity to even to even formulate a fraction of what my life is today. Completely different person. You at 40 is a completely different person than you at 50, right? Yeah. Completely different person. So it's, you can't really control the rudder of that ship too, too well. Um, that's like a cruise ship that you're navigating, you know, like that's just a, you can only make two millimeter shifts for that cruise ship. But when you're doing a three year vision, you can create like a speedboat to where you can have a lot of twists and turns and guys, for you listening, I was sitting in my corporate cubicle because I was petty. I don't recommend this. I actually recommend going somewhere beautiful or somewhere that inspires you to create the vision, but I was petty. And I was coming from a place of lack and a place of fuck you to uh, my company, but which I don't recommend. Uh, yeah. And I sat and I wrote my three-year vision and I said, man, I wake up and I walk out on my balcony and I can see, I can feel the hot stones on my feet and I can see the Adriatic see in front of me and I can see the sun setting in the background and I live here and there's nothing that I have to do today. There's only things that I choose to do today. And I had it all in my vision. It's so funny. I wrote that vision in 2020. So now in 2023, I can go back and I can look at it. And I not only did I blow the vision out of the water, but I did it in a completely different way that I would have anticipated or that I wrote in the vision. So the where was spot on. Right. So people are asking the wrong questions in their life. So to really punctuate what we're talking about here, to really add value to people, we can teach you how to buy Airbnbs, multifamily, real estate businesses, all that stuff. That's easy. That's the how. The how is easy. And that's where we all get stuck. Why? Why do we get stuck in the how? How many thousands of podcasts and YouTube videos and books and free resources are out there that will walk you step by step through exactly right. how to buy real estate, exactly how to buy businesses, exactly how to invest your money? So many resources. So how was never the hang up. It was never the roadblock that we thought it was. The roadblock was we were asking the wrong question. The question was always where and who. Those are the questions you were supposed to be asking. So I asked the question where and I answered it. And then my who's established themselves and appeared when I had my where established. So I had my where and my who, and then the how figured itself out along the way, which if you would have told me, uh, you know, three years ago that, hey, not only did you accomplish your vision, but you doubled it. And now you're more than doubling it. And you, you're doing it through a podcast and you're doing it through a community and you're doing it through a brand, I would have told you you're freaking crazy. I was like, right. I'm going to buy multifamily real estate, you know? <laughs> so that's how things change. But it all comes back down to uh, three years, I think is the perfect, the perfect thing. I think anybody can do anything in three years. I think you can go from zero, completely broke to financially independent within three years, wholeheartedly. That's incredible. Yeah. I, I know you have a, a three-year vision. How long did it take you to accomplish it initially? A year and a half. A year and a half. So 18 mm -hmm. months. Yeah. So a three-year plan completely done. But the vehicle was a completely different vehicle. And I, I love how you said people get hung up on the how because I'm I'm a real estate investor myself. Mm -hmm. And yeah, even though I'd go to Tony and Tony Robbins would say, what do you want first? Why do you want it? And then the how to do it is the last. I still focused on 
how am I going to do it? I'm a huge Brandon Turner fan, bigger pockets. Mm -hmm. That's how I got started with investing. The stack method. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm going to get $100 a door houses. And then how many houses do you need? And I, I went down that road and it wasn't until this year that I became financially free, but it took me almost a decade to do that. Almost a freaking decade, but I wasn't clear on where I wanted to end up. I was more concerned with this vehicle and that vehicle. And I was one of those investors. I'm sure you run across them all the time. The shiny object guy who just goes from one thing to the next and the next and the next, and you move and move and move, but you don't get anywhere. And then yeah. you get this badge of honor that I, well, I work a hundred hours a week. Yeah. Congratulations. That, you yeah, you that, won <laughs> the game. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. We don't have yeah. to get into my personal life, but doing that, like your ba- your life becomes completely imbalanced. The things that you love the most, your family, your community, the things that are important to you, your health, all of those things take a back seat because you're so fixated. And I would tell myself the BS stories of, well, I'm doing this for my family. Bullshit. I was doing it for myself. Mm-hmm. I had this badge of honor of working too much and working too hard, but I, you know, I was, I, I equated work with success. And Mm -hmm. so the antithesis of that that was true in my mind too, because if I believe success takes hard work, then if I'm not working hard, I'm not going to be successful. So you find yourself in this catch 22. I want to hit on that really quickly. So first I want, I want to, I want to table that that's a really, really important point for this podcast. But the key that another key that you said is you, you were focusing on the how, when it came to like unit count. So that was me too, where I was like, I want to buy, you know, okay, at $200 per door net cash flow is like, I need to buy, you know, like 500 units or some, some odd. And I'm going to, and now let's break that down linearly. It was like linear goal setting to where I was like, okay, I need to buy this many per year, this many per quarter, this many per month. I need to send this many LOIs. And it was this very linear tactical plan. And then I changed the goal when I realized I don't have a unit count goal. That's a vanity metric. I just have a cash flow goal. That's what I care about. I need $20,000 coming in per month in passive income. And then, bam, coach challenged me. Why does it need to be passive? No one's asked me that before. Wait a second. What do you mean? What what do you mean it doesn't need to be passive? He goes, well, you're a highly trained sales rep. You're very entrepreneurial. Highly doubt that at 27 years old, you're going to want to just lay on the beach and do nothing. Right. My hypothesis, my theory for you, my coach says to me is I bet you're going to want to go find another business to start or another way to make money. So using the internet and Wi-Fi, why don't we figure out, why don't we change this goal to instead of generating $20,000 of passive income, which how much real estate is that to get truly passive $20,000, like probably about $10 million of real estate plus in an equity right. position. Yeah. So the question changed to how do I generate $20,000 a month out of my job, outside of my job, so, so such that I can do while traveling around the world fully remotely. That's what the goal changed to. That's what the target changed to. And then that's what brings us right to the point that you just said, which is people that are listening to the show think that they want to retire. They don't want to retire. They want to work on what they want when they want with who they want. People think that financial freedom is doing what you want when you want with who you want. That includes working on what you want when you want with who you want. And that's where my concept comes from that nobody talks about. And it's so frustrating to me because everyone stops the freaking ball at financial freedom. Everyone says, congratulations, you've hit financial freedom. We don't need to write any more books anymore. You're good for the rest of your life. Bullshit. That's where the game starts. Your true freedom game starts at financial freedom. That's ready player one. You're at the starting line is financial freedom. What happens after is called life. That's when you begin living life after Mm -hmm. that. Because now, who are you as a man? Who are you as a woman? Who are you as a father, as a husband, as a brother, as a friend, as anyone, as a member of society? You're now someone that's not bogged down with all the normal stuff that you're stressed about and pissed off about. You're not thinking about the bills. You're not thinking about how am I going to you know, do this stuff at work, this political assignment, pleasing your boss, all this normal junk and garbage that you're, you know, so preoccupied with 80% of your life, you're waking hours. Now that's all gone. And now it's just you. 
And now you can start focusing on your other levels of freedom. And then what I love teaching people and what my entire brand and everything that I do revolves around is getting people enough passive income so that they can focus on passionate income. So I'm like, how do we go from generating enough passive income to get you out of your job, out of this level of distress that you're currently in constantly and get you above that to that new level of freedom to where you can take a step back, take a freaking breath, go out for a walk on a Tuesday on Mont- in Montenegro and be like, what the hell do I want? What do I enjoy doing? What does the marketplace want? And what am I really great at? And how can I combine all of these to make revenue in a way that I really enjoy doing? Because when winners stop winning, you're not a winner anymore. And if you get to the, and the catch 22 is once you have the ability to get to financial freedom, you don't have the ability to stop because you're now the person that you've become the person that sets and accomplishes and pursues large goals, which is the point of life. <laughs> and so all that uh, just drives me crazy how everyone says all the books stop at, and then you hit financial freedom. Bro, yeah. I hit that at 27. I've got a lot of life to live. God yeah. willing, <laughs> you hit it at 40. Yeah. You got a lot of life to live, brother. We got so much to do. And so I'll pause there and get off the soapbox, but I think the three <laughs> levels of freedom are financial, then personal, and then philosophical. So first, let's get your finances controlled, then let's get your time controlled, and then let's get your impact controlled. So those are the three levels of freedom I think that actually lead to a fully free life. That's incredible. I am taking copious amounts of notes right now. I know I can re-listen to I this, love but, this stuff. <laughs> but I, I, I'm a student. Yeah, I, I, I just love, like I told you before the show, there's two fundamental pillars to my life. That's growth and contribution. So I just love what you're talking about because I grew up in the, in the school of, of, of thought, especially being a real estate investor. Yeah, that once you hit that financial freedom mark, that that's the end of the book. That is, you know, oh. par- paradise on earth and everybody knows that, okay, let's say you do it and you want to take some time off. Well, what are you going to do, right? Like you're going to go on a beach and sit down for a day or two and be absolutely bored out of your mind. You're going to go hang out with your friends. No, you're not. They're working. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Surprise. You're going to go hang out with your wife. No, she's working. Yeah. Surprise. exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And I, the thing that I love that you said that people don't talk about either who you need to become to get to that point where you're financially free or you've built up that income from that business that allows you to be financially free, you are not that person that started that journey. You are a completely Mm -hmm. different person. You said, you know, who you were when you were from 18 to 28. I look at who I was when I was 38. That was only two years ago. Yeah. Like you could look at a physical picture of me and I don't even look like the same person. Like physically, I don't look like the same person. But even inside everything I was back then, that person died a long time ago. I like Mm -hmm. to say, kill kill your clone every day. That clone has been killed 365 times for the last two years. So over 700 times that clone has been killed every day because you had mentioned two millimeters every single day, just getting a little bit better, a little bit better. And that's how life is. That's how you're going to be happy. That's how you're going to have a fulfilling life is by continually growing. And the great thing about mm-hmm. being financially free, I was talking on a real estate podcast earlier today. And you know, I, I know a lot of people have disempowering beliefs or meanings around making money, You know, whatever it is, money's evil or people with money are not good people and all of those things. Well, I challenge people to say, if you're not making enough money to be financially free so that you can give yourself to the world, you can give your gifts, you're actually being selfish by not making enough money, by not Correct. improving your skills to where they Correct. need to be so you can do all the amazing things. Like, I, There's certain things. I know a big thing right now. I don't know if you've seen the Sound of Freedom movie. I've been talking about it. I've been in mm-hmm. Europe, but I want to see it. Yeah, I've seen it. It's the child trafficking, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and one of the things that is so powerful about that movie is like the guy I had on the show yesterday, Jimmy Rex, like he has done so many things with underground operation railroad and 
it's because he's been successful as a realtor. Mm-hmm. It's because he's been successful. He has the time. He has the resources so that he can do these things that are really going to change the world. They're really going to, you know, having housing is great and passive income. If you own a hundred rental properties, you know, that's great. But yeah, where does that move the needle with changing the world? But what it does do, it allows you the opportunity to, like you said, 8% of the things you would worry about on a day-to-day basis, all of that is now gone. And now you can focus on what really matters to you in your heart of hearts, because I honestly believe people are born not only with gifts, but the wants and the needs to help other people out and to really make a difference and make other people's lives better. Yeah. Money is an amplifier for who you already are. It's a magnifying glass. So uh, what my what grinds my gears, uh, a random irk of mine, if you would, is when people say, I'm going to give money then. I'm going to do this then. Um, yeah. No, brother. It's my bad. brother in Christ, you are not going to do a thing. If you can't give $10 out of every 100, what makes you think you'll give 10000 out of every million or 100000 out of every million? It's the same percentage, but you just can't do it. Like you said before, it's a muscle that needs to be built. So it's two different people in this world that are going to have money. Good people, bad people. It's two different types of people that are going to have kids and repopulate the world. Good people, bad people. So people are like, I can't bring kids into this evil world. Uh, well, if you think about it that way and you're a good person, you're actually doing the society a disservice by yep. <laughs> the, yep. the evil people are free producing like animals. Like they're going crazy. They want to have a bunch of people there. So it's like, be the good person with money. Like, <laughs> that's your goal. That's your job. And that's actually the genesis of my podcast was uh, a friend of mine said, who am I to start a podcast? I was like, I don't have hundreds of units and all these doors. And he goes, oh, okay. So you're denying people access to information and to your resources because your ego. I was like, my ego? And he's like, yeah, you're afraid of what people will say. So you're afraid of rejection. So your ego is denying people access to information. So that's the most selfish thing I've ever heard. I said, oh, (laughs) okay, Uh, that's a reframe. Um, All righty then. And to be completely candid with you, Ace, uh, did was there part of me that was holding these relationships to the chest, holding these ideas, holding these tips from these multimillionaire mentors that I had, thought I had the ultimate edge, right? I was like, okay, I'm going to beat everybody. Nobody else has access to this. I do. I put the work in. I I deserve this. I earn this. No, so I'm going to beat everyone now. Nobody stands a chance. Woo! Talk about killing an old version of yourself, right? So for me, there's this analogy of this cup, right? That you fill with water and then you use to pour into other people. What I was doing is I was hoarding all the water in the cup. And I wasn't pouring into anybody. I was hoarding it all for myself. And I would drink from it whenever I was thirsty. Until a mentor gave me the advice to cut the bottom off the cup and see what happened with my life. And as soon as I cut the bottom off that cup, the water never stops flowing. That's the secret. People think that they're going to run out of water when the bottom's cut off and that they're going to have an empty cup. But the reality is the universe, God, if you're religious, you know, it pours into the cup because it's like out of all the cups to pour into, this one is pouring infinitely into others. I can't stop pouring into this cup. It's impossible for me to fill this cup because it just immediately flows through to others. And as soon as I did that change in my life, man, woo, now it's unstoppable. I can do anything I want to do in the world because I've got the people, the resources, the connections, because I've got all this abundance pouring through me that pours uh, to me and through me into others. I hear a quote, it gets shared with thousands of people. I get a message, I get shared with thousands of people for free. I get... I paid $10,000 for coaching or something. And I get a really cool tidbit from that coaching or that mastermind. It goes out to thousands of people for free. And uh, man, uh, we talk about compound interest and cash flow, cash on cash returns, man. I'll tell you the best return on investment is goodwill. Mm. That compounds faster than anything. I love that. I love that. I usually hear, you know, a, a good return is a return on yourself, right? Invest in yourself, but goodwill that man that is incredible i love that man I because it never, it never stops giving back to you and for people that are looking to start their businesses like you're so caught up in the how of business the reality is like just the longer that you can give value and delay your ask 
delay your offer, the longer your runway is that you can just give value without any expectation of return, the bigger your ask can be. So that's why my podcast was able to make a bunch of money because I went a year just doing the podcast for free without any expectation. And then people were like, oh, you've got something? I'm interested. Like, you haven't asked for anything for a year. (laughs) You've been over here helping me forever. And so, you know, now I'm going to, like, the business is going to make $1.3 this year. That's insane. Where did that come from? This is bonkers, dude. Everything he had just said. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. True. Yeah, do your thing, man. It's the law of attraction. You have to give before you can ever. So for everybody listening to receive, and it's not even an expectation of receiving, like giving. There's a quote that I heard also through Tony Robbins. The reason for living is giving. And you are a prime example because if anybody goes to your website, which by the way, for people listening, once again, this is Brian Lubin. Check out theactionacademy.co for more information on Brian and his services and everything. He is not joking when he says he gives everything away for free free. and the people he associates with give everything away for free as well. Like I signed up for your Action Academy uh, newsletter and there was a buddy of yours who's done really well on LinkedIn and uh, through his businesses as well. And I get now his Saturday newsletter and he's just throwing stuff at you. If you want to do this, you want to do that. Here's the tips, strategies, everything. I'm just giving this all is away. Is it Justin Welsh? It is Justin Welsh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm about to partner with him. Yeah, I'm about to. I'm about to sponsor his newsletter. Oh, incredible! And see, that's the thing. There are people in this world, just like Brian, just like everybody. I I try to get onto this podcast. There are people that don't want to compete with you or drive you down. They want to build you up because the thing is about people like Brian, there's a great, great quote that rising tide raises all boats. Like you said mm-hmm. earlier, you know, I, I say it a different way. If you're not a part of the the solution, you're a part of the problem. Even if you're doing <laughs> nothing, you're going to be a part of the problem if you're not a part of the solution. So might as well get your skills down, learn from people like Brian, bring up these resources so you can make money get rid of those disempowering beliefs make a ton of money so you can give it all away so you can share this amazing thing we call life with everybody around you and as being a rising tide now you're leading other people to do the same thing in their lives and you know what they're going to do they're going to do what brian's doing what i'm doing and they're going to pour into other people and soon enough you have enough people doing this the tip between good and evil is going to start to shift. And I think with everything going on right now in the world, all the fear, all all the stuff that the media pushes out, like I think people are really starting to get tired of all of this. Yep. And there's so many phenomenal people that are really doing great things in this world. So I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate everything you've been saying because a lot of people, like you said, they talk the talk, but do they walk the walk? Mm-hmm. I say lip service is cheap. When somebody talks to me, I'm not looking at their mouth. I'm actually looking at their feet to see what they're doing, how they're moving, because if the things don't align, well, there there goes your integrity. And I think we were talking about integrity before the show, so we weren't talking about it on this show. But I know, as you had mentioned, integrity is such uh, an important value that you hold for yourself, your business, and anybody you you interact with. Yeah, because it's, it's everything. Um, the audio has to match the video. And, you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So that's my guiding principle in life is, look, I play long-term games with long-term people. Like, that's what I do. That's the game that I play. And I have no time in my life for short, short-term short people. So there's a pivot that you go through. And when you begin your investing in your personal development and your career, whatever have you, your business, in the beginning, you have a lot of short-term people that are still hanging around that you think are long-term people, but they're not. You just don't, haven't seen the other side of the coin yet, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's just as soon as you see what a long-term person like looks like and those people show up, you're like, whoa, 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 where have you been? All right. So yeah. it's like, I'm not saying ditch all your friends. I'm just saying like maybe sometimes they don't need to be sitting in the front seat of the car. They could be in the back seat because uh, for me, I have so many, I have such an excess of amazing, like wonderful long-term people. That's like, dude, I have zero time, energy, or effort for anybody that's a short-term person in my life. 
in my yeah. friendships and my business. I'm only going to hang out with the top of the top and it gets easier and easier and better and better. And I was writing a chapter in the book about how to attract, uh, like peers and partners, because, you know, everyone says you're the sum of the people that you, the five people that you spend the most time with. And that used to irritate me all the time because I was just like, okay, cool. Thanks, bro. Great advice. How the hell do I implement that? I don't have five other friends. I've been friends with these guys for a decade. Like, what do you mean? What am I supposed to do? Bye guys. I'm going to be on my own now. Like it doesn't work like that. So I finally put it into practical advice. And the way that I was able to encapsulate it was through Theodore Roosevelt's quote, like the man in the arena. Mm-hmm. So he talks about like, the doer of deeds. He goes, basically, the entire quote, which I'm going to memorize here shortly, is the, the credit belongs to the man in the arena. So people that are in the arena, the gladiators that are fighting and battling in business and entrepreneurship and life, they want to hang out with other gladiators. So the credit belongs to the person that's in the arena that's faces marred by the blood, the sweat, and the dust, like the dirty stuff. People think that failure is this dirty F word, right? But yep. the reality is the battle scars are what bond us. Like we bond through battle, men especially. So we want to hear the failures. We want to hear the battle stories. We want to hear about the time you almost went bankrupt and pulled through. Like that's business. We're like, oh man, I remember that for myself. And so the credit is often assigned to the people that are in the stands that are pointing and cheering at the people that are in the arena. They have no idea what it's like to be in the arena. So the best way that I found to attract those high quality peers, partners, mentors, put yourself in the arena and document it. Live stream that thing. Be like, Hey guys, I'm going in the arena. (laughs) Buckle up, subscribe. I'm hopping in here. Let's see how it goes. And you will attract so many people so fast. Cause I, I did that and it worked very, very well for me. That's incredible. Once again, dude, I don't know where you've come from, but all of these things I have never heard before. I've been doing the this journey with Tony Robbins and Joe Dispenza and so many different avenues with this, but putting yourself in that arena, documenting it and saying, "Hey, like I'm I'm willing to to fight in this arena. I'm willing to give it my all." And bear and, it. The wins yeah, the, and the the, 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 the victories and the defeats. Exactly. Yeah. The wins and the losses be completely transparent because if you're not, people can, can sense that immediately. If you're not authentically being yourself that, and people can tell, especially high performing successful people. There was a a marketing person that I had on, on, I was on her show the other day and she was phenomenal in that she was saying, you know, in real estate, they say, you know, it's, it's your network, right? It's the people, Mm -hmm. you know, and she's like, it's not the people, you know, it's the people that know you that's more important. And I think that kind of rings true with with what you're talking about is like people want to work with people that they see are taking action, that are doing things, even if they're failing. Like I remember when I was a contractor, when I would totally mess up a project for a client and just fumble the ball, whether it was with subcontractors or whatever, workmanship wasn't done well, just the worst of the worst, I would go up to those clients and take full responsibility Ownership. and be like, you know what? This is my bad, but I'm really sorry this has happened and I am going to correct it as fast as I can and I will keep you in the loop with everything going on. And you know what? Those clients, and this was early in, in my career, I learned those clients would step up and bat for you every day of the week because that was a moment when you could have just blame someone else, you know, turn the other way, made excuses. You took full ownership, full accountability, and people respect that. So I think that plays into what you're talking about too. If people see you really giving it your all, the good, the bad, and the ugly, that yes, they, you are going to be attracted to them. They are going to want to work with you because they know that you're time tested and true and that your values are there because I, another thing you said is, is I believe you said long-term people and short-term people was, mm-hmm. was that how you said it? Like, I just find that so interesting putting it. I haven't heard that either. Putting it in those words with the people you associate with, are you going to see yourself with this person 30 years from now, or is it going to be three months? And then you guys part ways. It's both just, relationships are okay. You just have to call it what it is. Like, you know, like people are around for a reason or a season, right? And then you just said about, you know, 
being well known. It's like I would rather be known well instead of well known. So it's like oh, all nice. my people. Yeah, it's like I want them to know me well instead of for a lot of people to know me at a surface level. I'd rather have a bunch of people know me like really, really well. But yeah, everything that you're saying there is 100% spot on. And when it comes to relationships, man, it's just like, look, we're on this giant spinning rock flowing through an infinite universe. And we got this one shot of this thing called life. And a lot of people are just, there's a quote that I heard that I, I just love so much. And it talks about like failure. And it goes, you wouldn't be afraid of failure if you saw the end destination. He's like, you wouldn't be afraid. You wouldn't be afraid of letting go of those old relationships that no longer serve you if you saw that you're only 10 friends away from like the best people that are going to change your life. You wouldn't be afraid of being single if you knew you were only 27 and a half dates because that one didn't really count. 27 and a half dates away from meeting the love of your life. Like you wouldn't be afraid to start in the business if you knew that you were only, you know, two almost bankruptcies in like, uh, like 10 years away from making a multi-million dollar like world changing business you'd be like okay that's worth it i'll do that because there's an end destination so we're just afraid of the unknown that's it so it's like as soon as you remove that and you recognize it for what it is and you stare it at, it, at it in the face then that's when you can really start swinging for the plate swinging at the plate and living life but <laughs> that's 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 the sauce that's what i enjoy doing at least man if this mic wasn't connected, I would freaking just drop it right now because that was a freaking <laughs> mic drop moment. That was incredible. Absolutely incredible. So for everybody listening, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? I'm not very active online. I, uh, you can't find me. Um, no, I'm everywhere, guys. Uh, I post every single day uh, online. Um, I'm that guy now uh, because I uh, used to hate posting content until uh, a young woman uh, said that she saw a TikTok that I made uh, a year ago and it convinced her to start listening to my podcast, which convinced her to start buying Airbnbs. And then by the time I talked to her a year and a half later, she bought four Airbnbs from a TikTok that I made um, without me knowing about it. So uh, Instagram, Brian Lubin. Um, I've got, I run into, uh, a community. So our community is to help people leave uh, unfulfilling jobs within six to 12 months through real estate and business acquisition. It's called the Action Academy community. Um, and we help you with implementation. And we hold you massively accountable. But before you go look at that, before you sign up for anything paid, go to the free stuff first. Everything that we do, all the information we give away for 100% free, that's $0, zero cents. Check out the Action Academy podcast. It's my baby. It's my, my pride and joy. 472 days in a row, I've made a podcast episode and I never miss. It's every single day. It doesn't matter if I'm traveling, if I'm sick, if I'm hungover, if it's three o'clock in the morning, there's an episode. My show guest is between five and 500 million net worth, a couple billionaires on there as well. Um, and we just interview the best and the brightest and they tell you how to earn your freedom. So I would check out the podcast. If you listen to a couple episodes, you like what you hear and you're not annoyed by me, book a call then. But yeah, I'll check out the podcast and check out the Instagram. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. And I have listened to your podcast several episodes and they are just gold, 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 gold. Because appreciate just it. like yourself, the people that, that you get on there, the people that you talk with are just A-team players as well. And yeah, I just appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you having you here. But before I let you go, I definitely want to get through couple fun superhero questions so you think you're ready for it let's rock all right sounds good question number one if you do or had a superhero name what would it be <laughs> uh who had a superhero name it would be i don't know it would probably be something with ac action you know it'd be like the action taker, action man, something something along those lines. <laughs> I love it. So Brian, the action man, Lubin. Brian, the action man, Lubin. Yeah, I'll put on some glasses as my alternative, as my alter ego. Your alter ego. There you go. Well, action man, what are some of your superpowers? If I, had a su if I could choose my superpowers, it would be uh, to read minds and to teleport anywhere in the world. That'd be awesome. You're like, oh, I feel like feel like having breakfast in Paris. Bam, you're there. But, oh, I want to go to Austria. Bam, you're there. And also reading miles would be very beneficial. You yeah. could just make millions <laughs> and millions and millions of dollars. 
Well, you know what? The cool thing about superpowers like that is you think about them enough, I bet you can figure out a way to be able to read people's minds or get from one place to another like that. I love it. I think it's I possible. Do, I, do have, I do have Sky Miles, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have a buddy who actually is digging tunnels right now. He is the, the head engineer digging tunnels for Elon Musk in Las Vegas. Nice doing the technology and all of that so at some point exactly at some point you will be able to transport like this and that and it might be from elon it might be another method but i know those things will happen all right cool superheroes who are the superheroes in your life superheroes in my life would be hmm They could be Marvel. They could be real people. Superheroes in my life, I, like the first the first thought that comes to mind is like my mom and my family. And, you know, I love them so much for what they've done for me, but they're not on the same journey or the same path, you know? And so they've got a lot of baggage and a lot of stuff that they have to overcome. So it's like, for me, I really, my superheroes are the people that, really do everything that they can to make a lasting change and a ripple effect on the world. Like, so absolutely like these mega entrepreneurs that do it, like, like the Elons of the world, you know, where they go and they're like, Hey, every single thing that we do is through the lens of how do we better humanity? That's, that's a superhero for me. It's like guys and girls like that, that are doing massive stuff. People that are fighting the human trafficking at large scale, people that are doing stuff like that massive ripple effect creators it's incredible well i i know you you've touched on this a little bit but it sounds like you're a pretty spiritual guy mm-hmm. and i just want to share something with you uh, the moment i gave my life to christ and i changed my perspective on life in the way that i feel that we are here on earth as a test as a training ground for what happens afterwards. And so what I did is, you know, I do a lot of hard things. I work out, I do cold showers. I'm constantly studying, constantly pushing the envelope. That's who I've become. But when I look at it in the lens of this is a training ground, we get this one life, 80, 100 years. Sometimes it's cut shorter. A lot of times it's cut shorter. But what are you going to do with the time that you have here? Not only for here, but beyond as well. Man, so I'll I'll try to keep it short, but Ed Milet has an awesome quote on that where he says that when he gets to heaven, he want, he'll he'll meet the perfect version of himself, right? And he's like the perfect version of Ed Milet. And so his goal is to be as close to that guy as humanly possible by the time that he gets to that point. So my short-term answer, I can't even give the answer in the long term. But my short-term sprint is I want to help a million people get out of corporate jobs so that they can live full and fulfilled lives. Um, I feel like that's a great start. If I can help a million people leave their jobs that they hate, that they feel trapped in, um, save marriages, save families along the way, you know, show people that there's a different, like a million people I feel like is a great start. And my goal is by 2025 to do that. So I'll be 30 years old at that point. So it's like, if we can do that by 30, then the next decade, it's like, I almost don't want to put a governor on it, really. Yeah. Like, I'd rather just, because like, Matt, that's the only thing is I sometimes worry about going too small. Because it's like, I look at what Tony Robbins did, and it's like, if he would have put a cap on, on it, then, you know, whew. So, yeah, yeah just that, my short term is help a million people. Then after that, we'll go to 10 million, then we'll go to the billion, then we'll go to world worldwide. That's incredible. I love that, man. We talked about so many good things and you gave such great information out. If, if you could leave the audience with one thing, whether it's a tip, a strategy, an idea, what would you leave them with? You're not afraid of failure. You're afraid of the appearance of failure. That's it. You're not really afraid of failing. You're just afraid of what your friends, family, community, peers are going to say to you about failing. So secret to success is just to simply change your definition of failure. 
Because like we talked about before, if you knew you were only 49 no's away from that yes, that would change your life, you would very happily and gladly accept those no's. If you knew you were 49 bench presses away from benching 225, <laughs> you would bench those bench presses, right? If you were 49 dates away from meeting the love of your life, the mother of your children, the, the husband that you have always wanted, you would go on those dates gladly and you would accept them if they were crappy. So change your definition of failure. Pay attention to the, the controllables. Stop focusing on the end outcomes. Control what you can control and surrender to the rest. So life is just a game of surrender. The only cause for it, uh, unhappiness and suffering is for us to have this preconceived notion of what reality is supposed to be versus what it actually is. And once we realize that we can just control what we can control and then keep on trucking and then embrace failure, fail forward and keep chucking through life, things will tend to work out for you. You'll experience true freedom. You just freaking brought that back up from the first sentence of this Correct. podcast. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, Brian, thank you so much for coming on. For everybody listening, once again, this is Brian Lubin. Check him out. Freaking phenomenal. You left me speechless, man. I don't I don't even know what to say. <laughs> this is 10 o'clock at night for me. This is 11 o'clock for me too. No coffee. <laughs> this is after travel. Thanks for having me, man. Now you're you're incredible. Check him out. Check out his website, theactionacademy.co, and also check out his podcast, The Action Academy Podcast. And do him a favor, subscribe to it, like it, give it five stars, whatever whatever that is. That's how these things grow. And there's nobody that's more deserving to have his podcast just explode because he is the real deal. He walks the walk. He just doesn't talk the talk. So, Brian, once again, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you, everybody. Superhero by Design. Thank you once again for listening. You could be anywhere doing anything with your time, but you chose to be here with me and my fabulous guests, just like Brian. So remember, with great power, there must also come great responsibility. And like that, he's gone. Peace out. Peace out.